With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here. It's a Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. The great Peter King will stop by in a little bit. Trade deadline tomorrow at 4 Eastern. Rick Neuheisel. Great college football analyst a little bit later on as well. Your phone calls, operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. The calendar is ready for a pre-order, the Dan Patrick Show 2024 calendar. It's available at danpatrick.com. Also, some new T-shirts there. And, of course, a little bit left over with the tailgate moonshine. That's available as well. Tonight, Rangers-Diamondbacks Game 3. Also, the Raiders and the Lions. The Lions are favored by seven and a half. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. And our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio as well. There were a couple items I didn't think I'd be talking about today. And one was the Broncos beating the Chiefs. I didn't think we'd be talking about Will Levis. And Kansas football against Oklahoma. Sure, That's the beauty of what we get to do every single day. Let me start with the Broncos over the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes had never lost to a divisional opponent in uh, his entire career. He was 16-0 on the road. And we didn't think that Denver was going to be that team that was going to snap that streak. Now Mahomes was under the weather, had, uh, I guess, the flu or flu-like symptoms. But give credit to the Broncos as they shut down the Chiefs. And, you know, when you look at the NFL from week to week, And you go, okay, this is a Broncos defense that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. They hold the Chiefs to nine. That's the beauty and kind of uh, misery, I guess, of the NFL, where you're trying to figure it out. Like, what's the pattern here? Why did this happen? And, And I don't know if I'm the only one. I'm sure there's other people that see this. But it feels like when Russell Wilson was successful in Seattle, They managed the offense. They had a great defense, and Pete Carroll managed the offense. We're going to run the football. Don't need to throw the ball 25, 30 times. They were very successful. Feels like Sean Payton would like to bring that back. He would like to have his running backs carry the football 35 times, or in this case, 40 times, and play good defense. And that's what you saw yesterday. It wasn't a question of let Russ Cook... I think when they let Russ cook in Seattle and also in Denver, it didn't go as well. But it feels like there's more of a formula there of Russ, I don't know, 
maybe less than 20 times. Maybe we run the football. Maybe uh, we play good defense. And maybe we can beat some teams. And you beat Kansas City at home. Yes, Marv? Do you think the Broncos need sous chefs? For the cook? Correct. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. But thanks for asking. It feels like a fritzy question. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, congratulations to your Broncos there, Todd. Thank you. Yes. Long haul. Three yeah. and five isn't much of anything, but that was a No, that's one. enough because you didn't think they were going to do it. <laughs> he didn't pick them on Friday? No. No. I think I said any given Sunday. No, watch the upset. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I wouldn't be surprised if I thought he said yeah. that. No. It's always safe to say that. No, you weren't even that. I said, Todd. Take them. And I said they lost to them 16 times in a row. They're two and five. And I, Why said, would I, they they were, I said they were due. And you did then, say that. Yes. But I'm glad you're in a good mood because normally that doesn't happen with your Broncos. And it's my anniversary today. Oh. Well, happy anniversary. 24 time. years today. Just thought I'd share that. Okay. It's a very good day. Broncos uh, and anniversary. All right. Back to you in the studio, Dan. Which one would you prefer? A Bronco victory or celebrating an anniversary? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a loaded question. I'm going to have to go. Just be honest. Well, anniversaries, birthdays, is just a number. I've been rooting for the Broncos since 1977. I've met my wife many years after that. Who do you love more? Let me tell you this. I, <laughs> I was in a fantastic mood as the Broncos were wrapping up their victory. And I don't remember the last time I got that kind of feeling in recent weeks. Whoa, if you know what I mean. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. Seton will have the poll question responsibilities. This uh, first hour brought to you by the Breeders' Cup, the World Championships at Santa Anita Park. Coming up this next weekend, and uh, it'll be NBC carrying that November 3rd and 4th. Catch all the action, the world's best thoroughbreds, and they will be breaking from the starting gate for the 40th running of the Breeders' Cup World Championships at beautiful Santa Anita. All right, Satan, what do we have? Uh, well, just quickly back to the Broncos thing. Right. It sounds like the Broncos going to a more conservative mm -hmm. offense and game plan uh, let's run the ball. Let's rely on our defense. All that stuff is great for the Broncos. Yes. How terrible is that for Russell Wilson? Well. It feels a little, the way I interpreted it was, Russ, we don't need, we don't want you to try and win games. We're just asking you to stop losing them. <laughs> so what we want you to do is hand it to this guy and throw it as little as possible. Well, he had uh, 19 passes. That's the fewest attempts as a Bronco. But he did throw three touchdown passes. Um, it felt like, but here's Sean Payton, offensive genius. And he's saying, I can't work with this guy. Yeah, I, I've got him. I'm an offensive genius, and I want my quarterback to throw the ball as less, little as possible. Yes, but that's the genius. <laughs> that's the genius. Nobody brings in a quarterback making $50 million and saying, let's pass less. Let's, let's just hand, hand the ball off, play good defense. But it did work against the Kansas City Chiefs. But do I think this is a formula? A pattern? Is it sustainable? I don't. It doesn't feel like these two are on the same page. It just, Russ is Russ. It, I mean, he's, he's bigger than just that quarterback who was drafted by Seattle. He's a, he's a brand. And brands don't want to be watered down, muted. 
They want to be able to showcase their talent. Well, Sean Payton is a brand. Hey, I'm an offensive genius. It just doesn't feel like their approach is the same. Now, Russ is going to say all the right things. Hey, it's all about winning. Let's ride. And Sean Payton's going to be, hey, you know, we took whatever the defense gave us. That's, that was our approach. It's week to week here in the NFL. Yes, Eden. There was all of this talk about, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't be letting Russ cook. Yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, like a week or two ago, it changed to maybe Sean Payton was nothing without Drew Brees. <laughs> like, well, we're going to put an end to that. I'm going to let this guy stop ruining my legacy, too. <laughs> Here is Sean. Here <laughs> Go is, ahead and let this guy yeah. stop screwing up my name as well. And uh, you just hand it off, son. Thank you. Here's Sean Payton, the Broncos head coach. We did the things you do when you win. We were plus four in the turnover battle. We rushed the ball better than they did. I thought we defensively did a fantastic job with their offense and, and a tough offense. And we didn't have the sack production, but we had a lot of hurries. And here's Russell Wilson, Jr., the third. We had a great week of practice. We knew that we could come out and win this football game and play great in front of our fans. And just to win, I beat the Chiefs, you know, at home in front of our fans, you know, and just in front of Broncos country. And just uh, the crowd was amazing tonight. They brought us that extra energy. Guys made plays on defense. Guys made plays on offense, special teams. It was an amazing team effort. Yes, it was. Let's ride. Here is Patrick Mahomes talking about being under the weather. Started feeling bad last night. Thought I'd bounce back pretty well in the morning. So I'm just trying to do whatever I can to, to go out there and play my best football. Wasn't good enough. Obviously the turnovers, but just in the execution in general. I mean, they did a, they have to do a good job against against us with their defense, but we got to execute at a high enough level, and we, we clearly haven't done it in the two games we played against them. The Chiefs now go to Frankfurt, Germany to play the Dolphins. We'll talk to Peter King about how this game came about because I think there were only two options. The Chiefs wanted to play in Germany. And there were only two teams that were probably going to be available for them to play when they were putting out the schedule. One, obviously, was the Dolphins. And the other one, the Detroit Lions. So we'll talk to Peter King. Also, the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. If you're Tennessee, if you found your quarterback in Will Levis... Do you now trade Derrick Henry? Because if this is the Will Levis era in Tennessee, Derrick Henry is not going to be around for that much longer. Doesn't, I mean, just do the math with running backs and how long they last and if you want to keep them. And Derrick Henry would have some value on the open market, but how much value? We're going to find out. But, you know, four touchdown passes, no picks. Uh, he throws effortlessly. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But this is going into the draft. It was like Will Levis. And I watched him play twice, two in, in entire games, and I just I didn't see it. I just thought that there was talent there. I just didn't. There wasn't consistency. And then leading up to the draft, people were just picking him apart. And Tennessee got it. You know, and if you're a Tennessee fan, you're like, wait a minute. We have a quarterback, we drafted a quarterback, and now we're going to draft another quarterback. Well, maybe you found your guy. Certainly looked comfortable back there. And uh, I wonder moving forward if you're now more likely to trade Derrick Henry than you were before. Because if Tannehill coming back, maybe you can salvage the season. But if you're a Tennessee fan, you probably are like, yeah, you know, Ryan, take a little bit more time there. Here is uh, Will Levis on his NFL debut. This is a dream come true for sure, but I mean, we have, what, what time is it right now? Yeah, I got 12 minutes to celebrate it before we're on to Pittsburgh, as, as Brable said. So 
But I mean, like you said, I've been dreaming of this moment as a kid my entire life. Even just to touch the field in the NFL game, let alone get a win, is incredible. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins. Who knew? It's like, whoa, Julio Jones catches a touchdown pass. DeAndre Hopkins catches a touchdown pass. A couple of them there. Yes, Don. Has he been in the league long enough to just refer to him as Rabel? Well, I did hear that, and I went, ooh, I don't know if that'll cost you. Yeah, you know what, Vrabel, you know, we're moving on to Pittsburgh. It's like, okay. Maybe maybe the players call him Vrabel. Yes, Eden. Yeah, he seems like a guy who's like, nah, just call me that. Just call me Vrabel. <laughs> Everybody calls you Vrabel. Don't call me coach. Yes, Mark. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Now, if he said, you know, Mike said, oh, who are you calling Mike? Wait, yeah. you're okay. <laughs> you're okay if he calls yeah. him Vrabel, but not if he calls him Mike? Yeah, first name. No, at least. Oh, no, what? Coach. So what should he call him? Coach. That's it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're not calling him Vrabel. But like Seton said, he might say, man, just call me Vrabel. Uh, well, I, uh, that's and what it, I'd like to find out. But if from the outside listening in, I'd be like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It's like if you meet somebody, you're like, hey, Mr. O'Connor. You're like, no, 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 hold on. Mr. O'Connor's my dad, okay? You yeah. call me Patrick. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of those guys. But they, you don't go, you know, call me O'Connor. Yeah, no, no, I don't. But Mike Vrabel might be that kind of guy. He might be an ah, just call me Vrabel. Yes, Todd. I'm not comparing Vrabel to Belichick, but I will say but, if Tom Brady ever referred to Bill Belichick as well, like Belichick says, I would still be uncomfortable. No, he calls with that. him Bill. He calls him Bill. But I can never imagine Tom Brady ever referring to Bill Belichick as yeah, Belichick said we should move on from this one. Yes, Mark. What about with the Spurs? All the players called him Pop. They called Greg Popovich Pop. Yeah, but that's a nickname. They don't so, call him Popovich. They I'm call, not sure what I'm... No, they just call him Pop. He probably says, call me Pop. Yes. He... Remember when you met Father Harbaugh? Yeah. Patrick Harbaugh! Yeah. Yes. That's how he introduced himself. Yes, he did. That was how you guys shook hands. Patrick Harbaugh! But I can't... I, I wouldn't call him Harbaugh. I'd call him Coach or Mr. Harbaugh. You'd call him Mr. Harbaugh, yeah. yeah. But he's reached out to me when I met Jim's dad. He's like... Patrick Harbaugh, my coach. <laughs> but I didn't go. I didn't say Harbaugh. Yeah. Hey, uh, so Harbaugh. Yeah. Tell me how you proud are you of your that. sons. Yeah. Yes, Mark. So you're okay if Will Levis, if Rabel said, "Hey, call me." See, I just called him Vrabel. If Mike Vrabel said, "Hey, call me Vrabel," it's okay. In that case. Yeah. Yeah. If he if he says it. That, hey, you can do that. But then, you know, the people on the outside don't know if Vrabel said that. And maybe he has. Hey, just call me Vrabel. Yes, Paul. Mike Vrabel just thought, saw a Titans quarterback throw four touchdowns and zero picks in a game. <laughs> you call me anything. Yeah. Sally, Jennifer, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, look who called in. Mr. Cowboy. Shay and Irving joining us. It must have been a great weekend at the house. Not really, Danny. Oh, my God. I don't understand what's going on. I mean, what in the hell did I do? This team is more bipolar than I am, and I've been freaking institutionalized. Makes no damn sense. What did I see last night, and what did I see against the Niners, and can this team beat Philly? That's the damn question. We can beat the heck out of the Rams. What does that mean to me? What does that mean about my happiness, Danny? You weren't satisfied with what you saw. You beat who you're scheduled to play, and they – they haven't beaten a quality team, a really good team yet, but you still have to win these games. Not only that, but when they tried, they got smoked. Not even close. So what the hell am I supposed to expect? I would expect pain and heartbreak. How's that? 
I'm used to that, damn it. <laughs> I know. But that way, if something good happens, then you can, you're, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. If you think they're going to the NFC title, you got the Eagles coming up next weekend. What kind of mood do you think you're going to be in next Monday? Bad. Real bad. You have zero confidence in them beating the Eagles. I have zero confidence in them even showing up for the Eagles, Danny. No. What they do against the Niners? I see what you're doing. You're kind of preparing yourself for disaster. And then if something good happens, then you're going to be even more pleasantly surprised. I I see what you're doing. It's a fair point, considering (laughs) I'm all out of meds. Uh, you can hear more from Shay, and Shay is part of the gambling podcast, and uh, Dan Patrick takes a gamble every Thursday. How did you do betting-wise before I, I say goodbye and let you enjoy your week? That was bad, too. <laughs> I'll talk to you Thursday. Whatever, Danny. Whatever, Danny. I thought he'd be in a good mood. Cowboys, they look good. Dak looked good. It's... You don't want, it's weird how you don't want to buy into your team. Like, Fritzy's got his hopes up now. Man, the Broncos look good. You know, they got a formula. Yeah, my wife warned me. He's like, see what you're doing? They beat the Packers. They beat the, the three and five. They're on a two game winning streak bye week. Maybe they'll beat the Bills. Then they got the Vikings with Kirk Cousins hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk Cousins out for the year. That's, that's tough. And you knew when he started hobbling off uh, that it was really serious. And, uh, He's done for the year. All right. I like that your wife ran down the schedule like that, though. <laughs> she may not have done the Bills-Vikings part. Oh. I added that. But she uh, does know that I get, I get caught up in it. Peter King set to join us coming up next. We'll take a break. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's bring in Peter King, who joins us on the program. Pete, where do you want to start? What do you think the biggest headline of the NFL weekend is? Well, I don't want to start with Giants and Jets. <laughs> the game set football back to 1919, which is a year before the NFL was invented. Um, you know, Dan, I think probably to me, long term, the most interesting thing that happened this weekend is that Joe Burrow and the Bengals continued to reaffirm that they will be a factor in January and perhaps February. And I thought Burrow played absolutely great. You know, with Joe Montana watching from a box upstairs, he had a Joe Montana day, completed uh, 88% of his throws, you know, did not throw a pick. And he had a play that I talked about in my column this morning that is just a play only the great ones will make, at least in my opinion. He changed the course of this game with a shake of his shoulder and a throw to Jamar Chase for a touchdown in the fourth quarter that clinched the game. And look, three weeks ago, we all thought Joe Burrow might be plagued by this calf injury the whole year, but he looks as good as he ever has, uh, especially yesterday. Okay, but the Niners feel like they're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. What's the biggest issue? Well, first of all, uh, you know, and, and again, look, there's no question that Brock Purdy's an issue. Is he plagued in any way by, uh, you know, the concussion he got late in the Monday night game? Should he have played yesterday? All I know is that, you know, the NFL is very big on these independent neurologists. This is not a 49ers physician clearing Joe Burrow or clearing Brock Purdy. Excuse me. This is an independent physician clearing him. And so, you know, you just have to take it like, okay, maybe Burrow, maybe Brady is off and, and all that. But I think as big as Brock Purdy's problems have been in the last five quarters, where is this suffocating defense that the 49ers should have right now? They shouldn't be allowing 31 points to anybody at home uh, or, or anywhere, quite honestly. And to me, that the defense is as big or bigger a problem right now than, uh, than the quarterback. What puzzles you the most about Deshaun Watson in the Browns situation? that we are midway through the second season since he signed this 
incredible contract. The the Haslam's have already doled out ninety one million dollars in the span of seventeen months to Deshaun Watson, and yet Dan, you, me, the Browns, Deshaun Watson's mother for crying out loud, whoever, we have no idea if he's going to be the player ever again that he was when he was in Houston. This isn't just a little time where he has been in a slump or hasn't played well, and now obviously it's exacerbated by his shoulder injury. But, you know, Dan, they the Cleveland Browns could get to the end of this season and be 40% finished with this contract and not have a good idea about whether in trading three middle ones, you know, picks between 10 and 20 and paying Deshaun Watson the biggest fully guaranteed contract in NFL history, they could get to the end of this year and not have any idea if he's their long-term answer at quarterback. Titans find their quarterback yesterday? I think so. He throws really a majestic deep ball. I I was so impressed with Will Levis uh, and, you know, the deep balls he throws. And Dan, I think after the game, he sort of illustrated why the Titans, one of the reasons the Titans are excited about him. He, He wasn't really in celebratory mode. He said, how much time is it? I got 12 minutes to celebrate this game and, we we play Thursday, and I got to be ready to go. So I kind of like hearing that out of a young player. And we'll see, but his debut was the best de- debut, first game of a rookie in a long time. Peter King, Football Morning in America, columnist and contributor to NBC Sports. Back to the Titans. I'm wondering, if you have your quarterback, are you now more likely to trade Derrick Henry? Because the future is if it's Will Levis, Derrick Henry's probably not going to be a big part of that future moving forward. Well, first of all, Dan, Derrick Henry turns 30 in January, and it's highly unlikely that when he's a free agent this offseason that the Titans are going to pony up big money to keep him. Now, if he doesn't get any offers uh, out there because nobody wants to pay big money to a 30-year-old running back, Maybe he comes back to Tennessee. No bridges have been burned. But my only point about this is the Tennessee Titans, as of right now, are going to have two picks in about the top 110 of this draft in 2024. This is a team clearly in rebuilding mode. And they just don't have the volume and the quality of draft choices to make a big impact next year in April. So if I'm them, uh, I would really try everything in my power if I'm Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel to get a day two draft choice for Derrick Henry uh, to go somewhere for the last 10 games of this season and maybe win a game or two for pick a team, Baltimore, Dallas, whoever has a running back need or perceived running back need. But I would really be trying to move Derrick Henry. I don't know that 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 Mike Vrabel is of the same mindset after he saw his team play well and win a game against a division leader yesterday. Tell me how the game in Germany came about with the Chiefs. Chiefs wanted to play there, and uh, they there were only a couple of, of opponents. I was reading in your column today, so 
How do, how does that come about with the schedule makers? Well, a lot of people in the last couple of weeks have been saying, why in the world would the NFL export one of the 10 best games out of 272 on its schedule for 2023 to Germany, where it's going to be played at 930 in the morning and the rating will not be as good as the game, let's just say. And, you know, it's a very, very good question. You have to start with the fact, A, Kansas City wanted to play over there. B, uh, the NFL, they, they had nine home games. And so t- the NFL likes to schedule teams so that they can keep their eight home games and then play their ninth home game uh, internationally when they can do that. So this is a year that Kansas City has nine home games. They had a terrific schedule at home. And, you know, they've got Philadelphia at home, Buffalo at home, Cincinnati at home, and they had Miami at home. Mm. So when they went to schedule all of these games back in March, April, early May, they just said, wow, we got so many choices with the Kansas City Chiefs, but we do not want to export Cincinnati. It could be an AFC championship preview. We don't want to export Buffalo. They're already going to go over and play uh, uh, in London next year, this year. And they really didn't want to have a Super Bowl rematch at 930 in the morning in Germany with Philadelphia. It really came down to two games, either Detroit or uh, Miami. And I think that there was some thought inside the league that, listen, Detroit has earned its way into a richer schedule this year. And they took a chance. Mm. The NFL took a chance in scheduling Detroit for the opening game. And it turned out to be an incredible chance, you know, for them because it was a game for four quarters. The Lions won. It got a huge number. And now they'll go overseas and, NFL Network is jumping for joy to have this game. I know that there's NFL MVP odds, and it's always a quarterback, but the Offensive Player of the Year is not quarterbacks. Tyree Kill, can you put him on the short list of MVP candidates? He's the leading candidate right now, according to DraftKings, for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I think Tyree Kill and A.J. Brown uh, are both – First of all, they Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Christian McCaffrey, midway at the seat near the mid- season's midpoint, are the offensive player of the year favorites, I would think. Um, and I think all of them could get some run in terms of the MVP as well. Dan, right now at this moment, I probably, probably would take AJ Brown for a very simple mm-hmm. reason. You know, if you think about it, and I wrote this this morning, do you realize A.J. Brown is on a six-game run that is better than any six-game run that Jerry Rice ever had? And, you know, so who knows? If that continues, you don't have to vote for You don't vote for these things after eight weeks of football. You You vote for them after 18 weeks of football. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more clarity in two months than there is right now when I think it's very muddled at the top there. When we have these standalone games, everybody has an opinion. There's a referendum on the Raiders or the Lions tomorrow morning. What do you think our referendum is going to be either on the Lions or the Raiders? 
I think people will be asking, you know, do the Raiders, I, I think the Lions are going to win this game. Um, and if, as expected, the Lions do win this game, I think there are ways that you lose games that can look a lot different. And the way that the Raiders lost at Chicago, you know, to Tyson Bajan, uh last week, that would really bother me. A second straight game like that, and I think there are going to be significant questions about Josh McDaniels moving forward. Great to talk to you as always, Pete. Safe travels to Germany. Hey, thanks a lot, Dan. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show. We never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's bring in Rick Neuheisel. He is the uh, former college coach, and he was at a couple of schools, Washington, Colorado, UCLA, and now a college football analyst for CBS Sports. Rick, where did all the great college football teams go? Uh, kind of in the same direction that the transfer portal went. Uh, it, it As soon as they opened those gates, players were looking for playing time and for compensation. And that's why we don't have uh, a super team. Who's, it, I guess there has to be a couple of very, very good teams. Oh, there's some really good teams. And I think both Michigan and Georgia are really good teams. The question is, have they played anybody that the committee is going to say they're the best team. Help me understand the Harbaugh situation of how that, like the crime itself, and sometimes it's the cover-up that's worse than the crime itself, but where, where do you think this is headed and how much of an advantage do you think Michigan has received if this is true? Based on all that I've kind of gleaned from all the stuff written on it, uh, it's an advantage. I mean, there's no question that that's an advantage. You you, you sit and listen to uh, uh, G. Gordon Stallions, <laughs> you know, his uh, read his text and talk about uh, Josh Gaddis, you know, standing there and knowing when the blitzes are coming and what coverage it is. Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator in 2021, Dan, was the Frank Broyles award winner. He was the top assistant coach of the year. And now you put two and two together. You say he goes to Miami in one year and is out. He's fired. He doesn't even get to keep his job after one year. What kind of advantage did he have the year before? Now, that's probably putting the cart before the horse, but those are the kind of things that people are now allowed to make the assertions. J.J. McCarthy might be the Heisman Trophy quarterback this year, and yet now we're going to wonder how much advantage did he have, right? Uh, so these are the kind of things. Here are the things I think are salient points. Number one, Harbaugh gets under everybody's skin. He just, he enjoys it. He's a modern-day Eddie Haskell. He wants to be that guy. Number two, the overzealous uh, Stallions kid, right? The I mean, he's super fan. Wanted to be on the staff. That's his dream. They hired him. They didn't. He didn't go and just keep doing this. They actually put him on staff. And number three, and most important, he's sitting there standing next to the coordinators in photographs and video. You don't stand. I've given field passes my whole life as a head coach. You know, it's kind of like the the untold currency. Hey, here's four field passes and you guys stay down there and enjoy the game. But you don't get to stand next to me. You don't get to stand next to the coordinator. That guy's standing there next to the Denny with the Denny's menu right next to these coordinators. <laughs> and he's not ordering Grand Slam <laughs> breakfast. He's telling them exactly what's happening on the other side. And that's an advantage. And and because of the way Jim needles and gets under people's skin, they're going to come after him. How does this end? Oh, I don't think it ends. I, I think they get through the season, and I think Jim 
goes off to the NFL, if there's an NFL team that will have him. I thought it would be perfect for him to be with the Bears. It kind of fits his personality. But I don't know what his relationship is with Kevin Warren, the former commissioner. But I wonder, I don't know if you can have a soft landing in the NFL if you have controversy in college. Didn't uh, Terrell Pryor, uh, yeah. wasn't he punished? You know, when ex- he, The five-game uh, probation or five-game five game suspension that he got from the NCAA was actually, uh, Roger Goodell yeah. said that those five games you had to sit in the NFL too. It's the only time, I think, in the history that that has been – the penalty has gone from one to the other. Talking to Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports, college football analyst. Help me understand what's going on at USC. Wow. It's coming uh, apart. But here's the good news for the Trojans. They won. <laughs> they found a way to win. They only have They only have one loss. And here comes a game that's going to get everybody's interest. Now, certainly the Notre Dame game should have gotten everybody's interest. Uh, but this is a game with Washington coming to town that the home crowd actually might carry him. I just don't know that Alex Grinch has enough on the defensive side to get it done. And he's all that they have. Alex Grinch is all that they have. A year ago, they lived on the turnover. They were number one in the country. Uh, This year, uh, coming into a week ago, they were in the minus category. So that's the piece that uh, they just don't have. uh, And it looks like a lot of guys that are kind of free agents. Where's that, you know, that bonding? And that's been the gripe of those who are against the transfer portal and all this free access. Are we basing Caleb Williams' Heisman Trophy hopes on the Notre Dame result that now we've just moved on from him? As you said, they've only got one loss. They put up points. They just can't stop anybody. Why is Caleb Williams not on that short list with the Heisman, at least according to you know, DraftKings? If Caleb Williams ends up getting USC to the conference championship game somehow, some way, they have the two losses. Notre Dame is oh. not a conference loss, right? Uh, but if if they get to the Las Vegas and win that game, Caleb Williams will be right back in that thing because that's the only way they can do it is if he's heroic. Uh, and he obviously has the goods to be just that. When Colorado was getting all this national publicity, and I said on the show, what if they lose like the next four or five? Where's everybody going to be with this? Well, they've lost four of their last five. So where are we with Colorado and the national landscape? My son was in that game. He coaches for UCLA, and he said it was really fun to have the stadium full. So whatever <laughs> Prime is doing, whatever Prime is doing, it's still gathering the momentum that people want to see. Uh, he just doesn't have enough players, and and it's almost refreshing, Dan. Most coaches can't sit there and say, I don't have enough guys. They just can't do it. Prime absolutely not only does it, but does it, you know, he beats the drum. It's about we got to get better players. He's going to give his son days off yeah. <laughs> because, because uh, he got – hit so many times. Well, you got to find other ways to do it. Most coaches don't have enough players. They figure out ways to, you know, hide guys or, or come up with systems that don't put guys in positions where they're going to be exposed as not talented enough. So that's, that's the uh, marching orders for uh, the coordinators there at Colorado. What's it like to be on the field and they storm the field, whether you've won the game or lost the game as a coach? Well, if you've won the game, 
it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, just because everybody's coming up and it's backslapping heaven, right? Way to go, way to go, coach. That's uh, a terrific uh, deal. If you've lost a game, you just want to get the heck out of there because usually people are coming by saying things that are less uh, fun to hear. <laughs> you just want to, and, and you want your play. And really, what you do is you got your eyes out to make sure your players aren't getting involved in anything that's going to uh, be a problem for them. So you're just trying to get your guys off the field. What? But uh, I the, listen as a college football fan, which I count myself in that number as much as I count myself in any uh, category of college football. Uh, if we could do it in an organized way and know that everybody's going to get out of there healthy, it's the greatest thing in the world, those crowd stories. Watching that thing in Kansas yeah. uh, with the Oklahoma game and then the goalpost to go to Potter Lake, which looked like a <laughs> nuclear waste site. <laughs> if some of those kids were glowing in the Halloween party that night, you'll have to forgive them. What was the worst situation you were ever in? Worst loss that you had where they stormed the field? Oh, uh I guess maybe in Nebraska in, in 96, uh, we, we Colorado went there and the winner was going to play in the uh, Big 12 championship game. Nebraska won. They ended up losing to Texas in Texas. Uh, and that was the year Steve Spurrier won his national championship. Uh, I think that that, because <laughs> it was such a heartbreaking loss. We, we lost, I think, 17 to 12. And uh, it's just one of those games where we had chances down there, should have kicked field goals. So I was, and Nebraska, the nicest fans in the world. That they, they weren't they didn't make me feel like it was danger. Hey, nice game, coach. <laughs> Safe travels. <laughs> Sorry about you the you, loss. You done any Christmas shopping yet, coach? <laughs> You're gonna have plenty of time now, coach. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty of time. <laughs> Great to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for joining Always us. A blast, Dan. Take care, buddy. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.